0: Did I tell you that I ended up watching this movie that um, I think it was maybe Michael uh, recommended to us on Facebook called Hush? Or maybe it was. Oh was yeah, thinking. I've seen it on that. What? Uh, yeah, that was really good. I thought that was. A, it's so. Are good. you familiar? Are you familiar with that old movie with Alan Arkin, in which uh, It's something about the dark? It's about the the woman who's blind and the guy like home invades her home. I felt like this was a modern oh, take yeah. on that because you know the main character in this is deaf. And the main character in that was blind. It was like, someone was like, well, what other sense could we play with in a fun way? I thought that was interesting. Right. I feel like these days, like, the clever takes on horror movies are kind of what you kind of need for it to stand out in some way. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, The guy who directed um, Hush also did Gerald's Game, I think.
0: Oh, is it the same guy?
1: Yeah, so, and he's good.
0: Yeah, I thought also. that John Gallagher Jr. did a good job of being like a creepy ass dude too. Because, um, like the, the characters I've seen him play like in newsroom are like really earnest reporter. Yeah. So it's like a, a good it's the fun Jim when you Helperts. see people Yeah, so it's fun when you see like those people in like a really out of character role like that. Yeah. I just enjoy it.
1: Um that also reminds me of that Alan Arkin movie you're talking about. It reminds me of Did you ever see the movie Don't Breathe?
0: Remind me Who's it's in the that one. one is that Naomi Watts?
1: No, no, there's not really okay. any like big name people in it, but it's three like punk kind of. I think they're like, like late teens, early twenties, and they break into this guy's home because they're they want to steal stuff from him, and um he's blind and he's an old uh vet, but he turns out to be like this badass like gangster like kid like he knows like he, anyway he he hunts them down in his house because it's like all booby trapped and. There's crazy stuff that goes on and he knows every inch and they're like trying to like not breathe, but, but he can't see them, but he can like sense where they are and stuff. It's a really good movie.
0: Oh, I got to find that one. I can't believe I haven't seen that. That sounds awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it just came out last, last year, 2016,
0: I think. Okay. I'll track anyway. that one down then.
1: Um, American <laughs> Horror Story?
0: <sighs> Let's do it. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to This American Horror Story, the unofficial podcast of, uh, an unofficial podcast of the FX hit show American Horror Story. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co-host. Chris Husted. What up? Hey, everybody. Happy late ha- after Halloween. Hope everyone survived. Happy post-Halloween. Uh, we are a little belated on this episode. I want everybody to know, though, that... So there was a couple times, like, we were looking at a couple times when we had maybe like 30 minutes, we could have pounded out an episode. But I think you and I both kind of felt like this episode was, this episode was one I wanted more time to talk about. Because I felt like cool. it was, I don't know. I, I think this was one of my favorite ones of the season so far. After, we'll see how I feel mm-hmm. after we talk about it. But I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's okay. a lot of interesting stuff going on. We're getting close to the end of the season, which is exciting. Some things are starting to come together, some things aren't. I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Before we do... As we always uh, ask, uh, we ask you to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Story. Got a great community of folks there. Lots of can, people chiming in with <laughs> theories and comments That's and so all sorts cool. of fun stuff. Love We've it. seen some... There are some really fun people posting their American Horror Story costumes, both from this year and past years, if you want to go check those out. Um, I think someone carved some pumpkins that were American Horror Story themed. Oh, it was nice. sweet. What did you dress as, Tyler? I went... Oh, I didn't... I, I ended up going as um, Alex from Clockwork Orange. That's right. I saw your photo. It was pretty cool. Yeah. What? in remind us what you went as? I, oh no, I do. I, I know what you did. But say.
1: <laughs> I went as Bert, the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins. Couple's costume. Yay. Let's let's
0: be honest. You went as slutty Bert. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy, uh. Slutty Bert. That's right. Oh, my God. I should have it's said all, that all <laughs> night. I'm a slutty chimney sweep. <laughs> um, oh, and you can email us if you want. This American Horror Story at Gmail and rate us review us on iTunes. We sincerely appreciate it. Before we dive in to uh, drink the Kool-Aid, a couple of quick things. Um, Taylor on Facebook just mentioned you know, how interesting some of the relevance of the different masks for the clowns are, which is something oh, we yeah, kind of touched on but didn't really think about. We didn't really talk about how like Ivy's cost costume was particularly interesting how she had the elephant face but like I think we re- it was revealed in the scene from a couple episodes back where she's like she finds Allie in the bathroom. The back side of her head is, a, is like a right. donkey. So it's like you know Republicans, Democrats is kind of her thing. Plus she's got kind of the American flag striped mm-hmm. suit and right. everything too. Right. And so you know that was her breaking point for what drove her into the cult in some way. Well really it was when Gary you know grabbed mm-hmm. her but Well, no, it was it was that that was a part of it, but really, I I guess it really was it was the election. It was Ali voting for Jill Stein more than anything, and we kind of see that payback this episode. Um, And then you know, Kai's three faces on his clown, I think it's even more interesting than kind of you know two faces. It's like I think it really demonstrates when you think about you know how he you know really goes and tells each individual person what they want to hear exactly kind of how that.
1: manipulative he is or like if you think politically like maybe says one thing to republicans another thing
0: to democrats and another thing in front of like you know the general public or something if we're getting sure. political exactly and then the other thing is uh, amy on facebook mentioned um, a book that i have read and loved called the psychopath test by john ronson have you read that one i haven't no john ronson is probably my favorite journalist and just the way he writes is like very immersive but he doesn't make himself the story and in the psychopath test which came out maybe three years ago essentially what he does is there's this test that psychiatrists have that is like it's how you you ask these questions to tell if somebody's like a psychopath and so it's really but this is like this is you know the legal standard and a court of law to see if somebody meets these you know if somebody who commits a murder is crazy or if they you know if they go to jail or if they go to an asylum kind of thing right. And he, he really delves into this and he goes and talks to people who've been committed versus who've been gone to jail and really explores it and it's it's fascinating and we we're kind of she was kind of we we're kind of talking back and forth about it on facebook in relation to kai um and i think that book is terrific and i really especially if you kind of if this season has you really thinking about you know a sociopath versus a psychopath versus you know when somebody is just manipulative that is a really interesting great book um that i recommend people go and check out um with but before we begin and dive into episode nine the penultimate penultimate episode the third penultimate third to, the to the
1: penultimate <laughs> that's right third to last.
0: The uh, double i want to settle back this is our friday night chill out a little bit yep. what do you got on the uh, in your glass this evening,
1: Ta- Tyler and I are at happy hour. Uh, essentially, um, I have um, Kool Aid. No, I'm just
0: kidding. I have poisoned oh, red wine. Is that spiked? Is that spiked with applesauce, vodka, and um, phenobarbital? Yes, it sounds delicious. right? <laughs> That's a great cocktail. Yeah, someone should come mm-hmm. up with a variation. <laughs> uh, I just, <laughs> I just have
1: uh, some wine. What do you have?
0: Solid. I have uh, cold bourbon and cider. Cider, you know. Back nice. to the, I thought about doing back that, to the but classics. I was like, I need
1: to, this is my first drink of the day. I need to, my first drink of the day, like I should be ashamed. I need to ease in with a nice glass of Chardonnay.
0: There you go. Ease in. This bourbon is from a <laughs> distillery in Lexington, Kentucky. It's a small micro one called Town Branch cool. that I've actually been to before. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Now, let's talk Drink the Kool-Aid, which, directed by Angela Bassett, we cannot go a minute further Yay. without saying that she directed it. I thought she did a phenomenal job. Killer job.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was really great. She did a wonderful job.
0: To your recollection, is this the first episode Angela Bassett has directed, or did she do some in past seasons she acted in? I, you know, that's a good question. <clears throat> I should have checked that, but I think she, I imagine she did one in Roanoke, right? I feel like she did one in Roanoke or Freak Show. Um, we should look this up and follow. I'm on. looking it up
1: right now while you we continue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do my homework on that one. I just thought of it off in this moment, but yeah, that's um, a good I question, thought should though. know. I thought she did a really great job in this episode. Um, Let's talk about the cold open for a minute, because I think this was one of the more interesting cold opens we've seen, not only this season, but really any season, for a few different reasons. We have reenactments, well, kind of reenactments, of, let's see, we had um, Marshall Applewhite in the Heaven's Gate cult, we had... Uh, David Koresh and the Branch Davidians, and we had Jim Jones and the People's Temple, who I think I called the Kanye of Leaders or something like that, which I thought yeah, was Yeah, that was so
1: funny. That was really funny. The Kanye how,
0: of Leaders, Jim Jones. How did you feel about the fact that they had Evan Peters play all these different characters in the retelling? You know, it's it, it
1: adds to the campiness of what American Horror Story does, like bringing Lena Dunham in to, to be a character as well. Uh, it's fun. I know if they had gone like a more serious route, it, you know, I think because of the season hasn't been a lot of supernatural and tons of things happening. This is the added campiness that um, that that the director the the showrunners are bringing to this season, and it's cute. It's fun. I like it. I think Evan Peters is doing a great job too. He's having fun with it, man. and seeing him have fun with these characters makes me have more fun
0: yeah I feel like it worked for me because it was in like the storytelling mode you know it was him telling like the basically like the nighttime story to his little minions or whatever you know I think inst- I think it almost worked for me more than it than the Lena Dunham backflashes worked for me uh because like yeah it was a little bit silly but I think it was more f- it was more fitting for somehow for in in that regard um did you have a favorite of the three he played um, I mean, we did, and get I will a say, lot. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I think I do think it is worth saying though that like while we had Evan Peters, it was mixed in with real footage of this stuff, like the the, the really wide shot of like from a helicopter of all those bodies laying outside of the, um, t- people's temple where everyone died. From, like that was that's a real. That's real camera footage of what actually happened, which is kind of horrifying. Right. And a lot of this and, stuff and can Waco, be found on Texas. YouTube if you want to go see some of it. Yeah, and I think that the, the Bernstein and stuff, they filmed, they filmed yeah. a ton of that stuff too. I Or sorry, in the Applewhite they... oh,
1: Yeah, I still associate Waco, Texas with David Koresh and not with um,
0: Fixer Upper, the HGTV show, which takes place <laughs> in Waco, Texas. Both of those. Uh, there was a movie a couple of years ago called, was it? red state that was kind of a take on like a modern day David Krash Kevin Williams Colt yeah yeah um Angela Bassett Uh, Kevin Smith uh, it was a Kevin Smith Kevin Smith Smith movie oh she did Kevin Smith sorry okay cool yeah um Um, I do think that so I do think that um oh I was gonna ask you which did I ask you which was your favorite did you did you answer I think
1: I think Jim Jones just because the high five to Jesus was hilarious (laughs)
0: It was kind of. They, a lot of these were kind of. I, I liked his David Koresh actually a lot. I thought his Marshall Applewhite reminded me of a Will Forte character from Saturday Night. Live. <laughs> I could see that like kind of like. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like that was when I was like not entirely sure whether or not it was Evan Peters or the or, like real video of Marshall Applewhite, and I was like, this guy's he seems like Will Forte. Then it was then I saw Koresh and I was like, okay, it is Evan Peters. Um, there was a couple really like key moments in here when he's talking about the philosophies of these guys. Uh, you know, he's t- with Marshall Applewhite, he says, you know, they weren't killing themselves. They were just leaving the vehicles or their bodies and graduating to the next level. Right. Um, I thought that line sounded a lot like... Well, and I, that's really what he thought, but it, it kind of sounds a lot like Scientology. When you I look was going like, to ask you, yep. um, yeah. Look at, like, the beliefs of Scientology. Um, which, going clear, is a great documentary on HBO about Scientology, if it, anybody has seen that yet. Um, yep, I've seen that. That's good. What else? I, I thought that um, when he's talking about Jim Jones... He says, you know, it's easy to get men to kill for you. Real power is having people loyal enough that they'll kill themselves. And obviously, that was kind of the thesis statement, I think, for this episode is like, you know, loyalty, overarching yep. loyalty. Real um, power is having loyalty. Another thing. To death. Right, exactly. Uh, and then the other part that I thought was enjoyable about this is that in it, we, we kind of got a hint into this, I think. Um, The last episode of the episode before, but how he has all the different nicknames for his guys. I was writing down all these nicknames: tripod, heart attack, dirt bucket, speedwagon, sandstorm, gutterball. You know they're funny names, but I think it's important to remember that like these are dehumanizing tactics to show that like none of these guys is better than the other. They're not individuals. Everyone is part of the cohesive whole. When you like don't have a name, like this is an actual you know tactic meant to build down the or to break down the individual and build up the. The group, you know,
1: yeah, it's not just frat boy, um, homie names for each other to
0: nicknames that are fun and silly. It's an actual strategy, exactly. Um, so, I, I mean, I felt like this was a, a a fun opening that kind of set the stage for everything that was to come in this episode.
1: My one question about this whole section is why is he telling these his followers these stories of leaders and how they how the leaders cult leaders convinced like people to follow them (laughs) it just seemed a little like i don't i mean i i i I get that he idolizes them in a way especially jim jones but it was kind of weird to tell his followers like hey look at all these cool followers did and this is how all they they all all his you know followers died um i I guess the idea uh, is maybe
0: that he's manipulating yeah no i totally i mean really let's be honest what it was was a storytelling device that you know, yeah. Ryan Murphy had fun with yeah. tell us about which these old cultures. Um, I mean, I guess you could contrive that maybe it was like a, a way in which he was, you know, these were like, these are like the different gods, you know, these are the, or the prophets that he's like telling his followers and he's like, you know, I am one among these guys. And, you know, he's manipulating the story so that way these guys are heroes. Oh, yeah. Versus being, you know, kind of the psychos that they are. And so... Maybe it's to help, you know, to convince them he's one of these, uh, one of these that did everything or, um, you know, he's on their same level in a positive, in a more positive light. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just showed Tyler. Chris just asked me, yeah, days, Chris.
0: Though. Chris just asked me if my recorder was still running. I've had a problem a couple times of uh, forgetting to actually hit the record button and just talk and talk and talk um, without realizing we were recording. So, in fact, this is this is all being recorded. So we're good. We're good. <laughs> Let's talk about the Kai Anderson Integ- or Internet Integrity and Freedom Act. Oh my God! Yeah, this is hilarious too. It's that there were some funny City moments, Council. but they were effective. It sounded like something in you know communist China. Um, it is. I, I think it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have this great scene where it's like you know one of the councilmen clearly got the crap beat at or beat out of him by the minions, mm-hmm. and he's you know mm-hmm. it's showing how Kai kind of has all the power except for the one councilman who lives in the gated community who still somehow feels free to talk about talk out about things. Yeah. Um, and then this is also, of course, the opportunity for Kai to announce his senate candidacy, um, which is I'm glad that they got to that already because, you know, this is kind of what we had discussed early on. Like, is this all just going to be in the realm of city council? But it's like, okay, he actually is making serious claims to real political action. Right. I mean, wasn't, I, I, shoot, I can't remember which character it was,
1: but was it um, Beverly was like, like, you're doing all this for city council.
0: Like, come on, man. I feel like the show did a pretty good job of making that growth believable. I, I mean, as kind of like a horrifying thing as it was, I mean, I feel like it's realistic to think in today's society that, you know, some kind of mass shooting like that would elevate somebody's status to a national level. City Council to Senate is crazy, though.
1: I mean, I know we're watching a TV show. That's just crazy. Also, I love... That like after he announces that the other guy's like well you're running against a very popular incumbent or when it's like it's, it's exposition to kind of give us background and context but the fact that it's happening at a city council meeting is just hilarious it's so cheesy well if we're, if we're
0: thinking about what we, what a real trajectory is and you're probably more familiar with this than I am because you talk to more politicians but that prob- that path would probably go something along the lines of what like city council and then you go from city council to either probably what mayor or state you can, representative you, I mean a city council
1: member is a mayor you can go to I mean, a lot of people go to state senator or um, state rep- house representative, and then from mm-hmm. there for to U.S. rep or to a state office, like state, you know, secretary of state or auditor. Yeah, senators. Uh, maybe a big governor. Jump yeah. Something like that. Yeah. City council straight to the U.S. Senate is a huge jump, especially yeah. for a 22
0: year old or however, or, or how, no, he's supposed to be 30, right? He's supposed to be 30. But I mean,. The, That's the thing with like the modern, like with our current you know political climate is like that's not out of the question, you know. Right, exactly. It is it is possible that someone like this could get elected to Senate. Yeah, and I mean I think this scene just goes to demonstrate you know how much Kai's plan has really been effective in terms of taking over the whole city and the platform it's put him on to go to bigger and better things and at this point I mean it's really quite believable he does earn that senate seat in a couple of years I do
1: yeah and, and I do think that I mean he sort of has a plan but I also think he acts on a whim sometimes he knows how to manipulate people we know this like he's done a very good job of collecting followers who are clearly loyal to him um and not that he decided on a whim to go for senate but like why not go for u.s representative why not go for governor or you know he wants to go to senate so that's just a very random choice to me um, it's it's a great office but i mean maybe it's like... the only
0: office that's up for re-election in his area in that in 2018 or something i mean you know it's obviously a storytelling device but i think yeah. well, i mean why do they select such a big office i think I it's know, yeah. to show you know how effective his cult has been right that's the storytelling yeah purpose of it
1: i'm just being silly and like Picking a, a stupid plot point apart that we may not even see happen.
0: <laughs> well, sure, but I know I think that's it's a reasonable question, and I think it yeah. leads you to ask, you know, why would they choose that versus something? And I, you know, I think it is to demonstrate how effective, you know, his policies have theoretically been in the community. Do you um, think
1: that he's going to follow the Jim Jones route and have the congress member killed? Remember, we had the when Jim Jones had the. the the c- Congress member visited the camp.
0: Oh, you mean the, se- you mean his, the senator he's running against? Yeah. I don't like know if we... I it. don't know the... That's a good question. You know what I could see? I could All see right. this season having next episode and then jumping to the 2018 election for the final episode. I could see doing yeah. them doing something like that for the finale. It'll be interesting to see that, you know, where they go, but... In terms of like a storytelling device, I think I could see that being a possibility.
1: And American Horror Story does that. We've seen multiple seasons where the last episode or two, we jump um, to different, um, you know, one year down the road, a month down the road, 20, 30 years down the road, 40 years down the road. Remember? Asylum. um, Asylum, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I, I think you're right. We will see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a a possibility. Uh, Now, let's remember where we left Ivy and Allie last time. You know, mm-hmm. there was the big oh, reveal sweating. where Vince gets killed and Beverly gets put in the chokey. I don't I mean that's that's from Matilda. But I don't remember what they called it. <laughs> the that's shoe. what it is in that's my black. Uh, yeah. Isolation. <laughs> um, yeah. And um you know, Ivy's shocked and Ally's in there and we kind of get some background on this. We we see them for like pretty much directly after where they're interacting again. Uh, right. a couple key things here. Ivy seems remorseful. Uh, Like, you know, she's finally turned, you know, on Kai um, and believes that all the shit she's been involved in was, you know, she was brainwashed. She recognizes that. Um, She wanted a daddy. I thought that was an interesting angle to take with it. Yeah, that was weird. But, you know, we realized, and this is kind of what we were debating, whether or not Allie was legitimately part of the cult or whether she was being equally manipulative in her joining and I think it's very much clear that, like, the new badass ally is is manipulative, too. And so this is what I want to ask you up front. How do you feel about the new Allie? You know, it's quite the character shift. Um, it's one
1: thing. Again, I need to, like, not be too picky on this because I, I like it. But if I'm really going to examine it, it seems quite the shift from being paranoid and scared and thinking the world's out to get her. When it kind of was because they were doing things to her um, to just... She says something along the lines of, you know, I had that hole later on in the episode. I had a hole that was filled with all my fears. And once I got rid of those fills I had to fill it up with something. And she fills it up with this new personality, which is, um, you know, Kill Bill Alley revenge. uh um, personality. So it's fun. I like it. I mean, it makes me like her a little more because she's going all badass uh, on us. Oh, come us. on. It
0: makes you like her way more. She was, this was the most oh, obnoxious yeah. character that Sarah Paulson's had in any season up to this oh, yeah. point. And yeah. so it's like to see that rebranded into a badass is fantastic. I also think that they strategically darkened her eyeliner to make her seem oh, more kind Yeah, <laughs> she looked different too. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I thought it was great, and I one thing I will say about the show this season is when they have these kind of major turns that they've had in past season, I feel like they're going out of their way to add narrative to make you suspend your disbelief. Like they add the line about you know I was filling this hole with this thing and yeah. I replaced it with this thing. Like I feel like in the past maybe they would have just like you you know she goes off to the asylum, she comes back, she's and a different to person. Kill someone. Yeah. yeah, and that's just you kind of just have to accept what that she's to doing some today. degree. Exactly, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, right, but I feel like they've gone more out of their way to make things, to explain things, and I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. Which
1: I think has been a strong part of why they, as we know, they had the whole season written out, so we knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or they, I mean, writers knew this was going to happen, so they, like you said, they want it to come across more organic and they can put in the character shifts uh, seemingly done in a way that makes sense to their motivations.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say as a whole, I have been pleased with the writing this season yeah it's still hard
1: to believe that all these really intelligent women fell into this cult <laughs> that's still kind of hard especially you know ivy is it's kind of you know i get the daddy thing and she says something like i just you know
0: it felt good to take the
1: hands off the wheel for once
0: and we all feel that way well and i guess if you put yourself into her shoes a little bit and you think about the fact that she was parenting not only oz but in a, was also parenting yeah, Allie, her tough. partner like, and, and I mean, let's be honest. Allie would drive anybody crazy in, in mm-hmm. with her phobias and stuff like that. Like, that had to have been really debilitating right. if you're kind of at being parent to your partner and to your child. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. in a way, it almost makes it more believable that someone comes in and says, you know, I will, you don't have to be the one to take care of everything. I'll do it for you. It is nice. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk about winter for a second. Uh, a couple things here. I think it's I think it's insinuated that Winter and Ivy had a relationship, a sexual relationship, right? Yeah, it sounds I mean, like it, yeah. that's, a, that's something we were like, are they just friends? Are they lovers? Sounds like they were probably lovers. Because um, she, like, Ivy never denies it when Allie mentions that multiple times.
1: Yeah, I also wanted to point out Allie um, had um, some sexual uh, interaction with... Uh, winter as well in the bathtub if we don't if we don't remember
0: yeah so you know vaguely hypocritical yeah (laughs) she's just mad because it wasn't genuine in her case um yeah exactly (laughs) you know winter's kind of justifying why she did some of the things she did at least in the beginning here yeah the election made me lose Uh. my mind i only believe my brother loved me and would take care of me um but then you know vince dying makes her see the light or whatever i don't know do you like I think winter's still a little bit of an enigma for me. Like I don't know that I believe all those things.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Winter is hands down the wild card. So I've no idea where her, you know, loyalty lies. Is it with Kai? Is it with the ladies? Is it with herself? Is I I don't like she's, and we don't see a lot of things she's doing in this episode behind the scenes outside of, you know, the interacting with the with the um, couple Ivy and Allie uh, and Oz talking about him. And, and bringing in the um the wiki how wiki how how to a how paper on the printer on how to escape a cult it was hilarious. Also, she's so funny.
0: That was really funny too.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I, I i think I even wrote down in here too. Like, winter is the outstanding like of the people who are left at this point. Who I we I mean we can talk about this more at the end. But right now, I mean, people who are left are Allie. Ivy or sorry no Ivy's Ivy's nope. not left Allie <laughs> uh, Kai Winter and Beverly and I guess Gary and Oz are pretty much our last people standing so to speak yeah um, of those I think Winter is the one who I feel like could throw a wrench in things in either direction you know and I, th- I the way they kind of set up the next ep- episode it seems like that's the case um, <clears throat> excuse me we see so Beverly and Winter like they release Beverly temporarily and she essentially attacks Winter in this scene which was indic- you know indicates that they're not That's or at least true. made me think it made me think that they weren't necessarily planning something secretive in unless Katoots. this was all an act right exactly right um, which and is weird again, theory, I don't as know like, I don't know yeah it's I mean unless I mean and Beverly could just be an outstanding actress I mean I'd, I'd Adina Porter is a great actress. But this, like, it seemed pretty genuine, her pissed off this scene. Um, the cool. So, the Kool Aid test. When Kai steps pouring mm-hmm. the Kool Aid, the women are in the couch. Uh, did you think that. I mean, I, I think I wrote at this point, like, there's no poison in there. Because it was. Obviously, they weren't going to kill all the main characters and have them. I drink. was. I mean, that's what, were what I wanted to ask this you. time?
1: I, well, that's yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, are, you know, who, like, are these people going to die? Like, is this really going to happen? Obviously, I didn't think they were actually going to drink it. I did think it was poisoned, but I thought it was going to be, like, one or two people, you know. But then when we get through the whole process, you know, uh, I don't know, like, shit balls face or whatever his name was, um, you know. Speedwagon? wouldn't drink it. <laughs> speed, yeah, or no, well, speed I did write I did, I did
0: No, it wasn't Speedwagon. He did drink it. Uh, I, I wrote down the guy who died. Oh, piss bucket. <laughs> I wrote yeah, poor piss bucket. <laughs> piss bucket,
1: balls face, whatever. You know, they're all douchey <laughs> bros. But uh, when he won't drink it because he doesn't want to die, he dies. <laughs> so this is – and once I saw that happen, then I knew it was a loyalty test after that because you're not going to, like – you're going to die either way. So, you know, if you want to drink the poison or you're going to get shot, like just drink the poison. Yeah. Um, that's when I figured it was a test.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I thought this whole scene was done, like – there's a couple times in this episode where I was like, after the scene happened, I was like, you know, I kind of saw it coming, but it didn't bother me. I kind of felt mm-hmm. like, you know, it was a really entertaining scene. And even though it was like kind of foreshadowed, it I felt like it was still entertaining. And, and this was one of them. I mean, the Beverly had a major freak out. You can see how much that oh, character yeah. has been broken, which is too bad because we'd kind of hoped that maybe she was going to be... You know the badass Allie's become to take down Kai, and it seems like right. she's been she's been broken through, you know whatever kind of torture she's gone through in the Chokey. um, but she I don't know how much help she's going to be going, moving forward. Right, she might be a liability,
1: but you know there's always a chance that she's rebounds.
0: Right. Um. So I mean, and then of course. Kai takes away Oz because he believes Oz is his son. <laughs> um, yeah, and I wrote down Tyler called it. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. So I don't know that I'm the one that actually. I think we were debating what Kai's fatherhood was. And yeah, I think you that it, it's possible. I think I threw that one out. I think people on Facebook threw that one out too. Uh, I had originally like had hoped. Well, maybe it would be Tate's son from season one. And oh, it's right, more. That's fi- right. It's more fitting that maybe it's Kai's son. Obviously, we find out it's not not Kai's son. Right. But, you know, it actually, at least it gives Oz more significance, which makes a lot more sense then as to why Ali was targeted. I mean, mm-hmm. well, so here's the question. Does he, did he think from the beginning that Oz was his son? He must have. I, I don't,
1: I didn't get that, actually. I don't know. I mean, that'd be very interesting, a lot deeper if he thought that. I think, I don't, I didn't really get that.
0: Well, and I guess when he, later on, he says something along the lines of, you know, Oh, oh, you know, I must be a, I must be a prophet or something because I did predict this. You know, on a whim, and it came true. Like, like maybe he just thought of it in the moment and said it. So maybe it wasn't something he had thought of all along. Because he's kind of getting caught up in his own myth too. By the end of yeah. the episode, also. Well, we can talk about it more, but I'm well, so really here, important, important question right here. When you know he gets Oz, sends Allie and Ivy away um what did you think first question what did you think he was his plan was with oz if he thought Oz was his son or what do you think his plan his greater plan is with oz i mean
1: I, he kind of hints at it a little bit uh, toward the end that he wants to procreate and make a messiah <laughs> as we well he talked we about that out. last episode that, too yeah right so i think if if he, he actually already has a messiah that's existing uh with someone in the cult boom perfect
0: well, they've already been, you know, inoculating uh, Oz to fear since the beginning of everything. Right. The second question I have for you is at this point, did you think Kai was the father?
1: I didn't because I was like, that's just too perfect. <laughs> um, but also this is when Ali started, started shifting as a character to, you know, possibly be exploitive to get to lull um, Kai into a... Uh, place of trust where a it protects her son because he i mean hopefully wouldn't want to kill his son but then again he also killed his brother so that might not work the family bond protection um but i think yeah i didn't really think it was true
0: you know i it was a good ploy but i didn't believe it did you believe it i did think it was true and i think the reason (laughs) is because i was i was looking for a reason as to like why oz was it like why did they bring up oz's fatherhood toward their you know, beginning of the season. Why did it seem like they were specifically targeting Allie? And you know, I think after all this, maybe you know, it seems like the the answer is probably Ivy was what they were targeting. And the reason that they had Winter ask Oz about his father early on was just so that way they could bring it back up later, and you know, it would yeah. seem like maybe it was a, it was like, it was another one of those kind of red herrings. And I felt right. That. Yeah. I, I mean, it made I sense. I mean, the, to me there's maybe. always
1: the <laughs> there's always the chance that. um we'll find that Kai double-backed and before Allie showed up at the paternity place where she got her um, sperm that he got there first and switched the photo out and I don't know. I wouldn't put it past this show.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and even in this scene, I was like, well, Oz, Oz is a little bit of a psychopath himself because like, he sees both his parents, like, like you know, both Ivy and Allie, bawling, like, so scared and upset. And like, it was like, we're just gonna hang out and play games. Leave me yeah. alone. I don't even care. Like he he doesn't have that. He has no empathy, and that's exactly that's exactly the problem. Yeah. So I don't know. That was that's what that led me to believe. But I want to talk to you about the big, maybe the biggest twist of this episode. Uh, I'm of course talking about the pasta dish that Allie cooks for Ivy. I love. Did this you see that scene. coming? This was so great. So yeah. So you know. I was thinking about this. The, I love this scene, too. And this is another one where I think I felt like I knew it was coming. But and I, I'm sure you did, too. and I'm sure a lot of our listeners did. But it was like, I was, again, I was okay with it because I thought it was so well done. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Ivy worrying about Oz all this. It's like their roles reverse reversed when they get back home. Ivy's worrying about it. Allie seems cool. And in my mind, I was thinking, especially reflecting on this scene, it's like in the moment back at the house, uh, back in the ba- in Kai's basement, Allie like reverted for a moment to her old self, like her old scared self mm-hmm. when they were doing the Kool-Aid, when Oz was being taken from her and stuff. And by the time between then and when they went back to their house, it's like she reconstituted, you know, the badass she's become and exercises exercises it. Um, you know, as soon as she said that her plan was to murder somebody, I was like, and then you saw the food being made and we had just seen, you know, they're not being poisoned in the Kool-Aid. It was like, oh, Allie's and gonna she's get, yeah. or ivy's gonna get fucking poison yeah
1: and she like ali starts acting a little differently too she gets into her like hmm hmm like being much more like i don't know sinister in a way and the way she's talking and delivering and like where she's putting the pasta on the plate and i wrote down i was like oh when did she decide to kill ivy and then like two minutes later, i was like oh oh shit oh this is happening she actually she actually is gonna do
0: this i bet I think that's a total testament to Sarah Paulson. And it just goes like it says that Allie was before super obnoxious, but that was so intentional. It was so intentional that it was irritating the shit out of us. And now that she's like, like so that's right. So that you can have that satisfaction when she, like, and of course, like, after all the shit that Ivy's gone through, she's not going to totally welcome her back with open arms. Like, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible, the stuff she went through. Right. And so. You, yeah, you kind of get and,
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and like once she started serving the food and didn't put it on her plate, um, we had, you know, like we had the one misdirection earlier with the Kool Aid. So there's no way that they're gonna t- like double um, fake us out. Someone's gonna be poisoned.
0: Not only did they'd not double take- fake us out, it's like Ali made sure Ivy was going to die by poisoning both the wine and the food. <laughs> I was gonna, I, I love
1: that too. She's like, I poisoned the wine. And the pasta, <laughs> like that's nice. Cause I was, I was trying to guess which one's the which one's poisoned. Right. I, I would assume the wine because it was the special bottle of wine she pulled out. And was like ah, there's that's not a good sign. Um, but yeah, then but then she poured herself a glass of wine too. So I was like oh maybe it's not the wine. And then I started thinking about Princess Bride. You know when like everything's poisoned. And then yeah anyway, Girl, but such a good move
0: Yeah. So a uh, question I have for you is, did Allie plan on killing Ivy? Ever since escaping the asylum, or was it? Because it seems possible that when they're in the house, Ali does not want to leave Oz with Kai, and Ivy's like, "No, let's go. It's okay. Let's go home. As long as he thinks he's his father, he'll be okay." You know, I, I, Ivy's the one that's like, "We're not gonna. I'm not gonna fight for my son right here." And I was. My question for you is Is that the breaking point, or has this always been the plan all along?
1: That's a really good question. Um, and you talking it through right there, I believe that she maybe ultimately intended to kill Elliot Ivy at some point but that moment right there when they weren't able to escape with Oz um was and and Oz stayed and Ivy was okay with it that's when she's like all right well shit i'm doing it now then like yeah. maybe cuz the you know Oz was her, her most important thing and you know at that point maybe she realizes ivy's kind of dead weight like i can't like she's not going to be able to do what i want to do with this not that she would wouldn't kill her after they got oz safely out of there but now she has like no purpose at all
0: well and not only was you know ivy not gonna stand up for their son or anything but like it seemed like she totally lost her stomach to do anything to stand up against Kai whatsoever, like she, yeah. like you were saying, she is dead weight. She wasn't going to be useful in any sort of right, you know, revolution against Kai. Um, and it always seemed like the running. I don't know, the running away. I was kind of asking myself this when they were talking about running away, and I was like, would running away in modern day really be that hard? I know that like maybe in the seventies or sixties when people were really like trying to run away from cults, there was not as many yeah. ways to do it. But like, you know, they could go and jump on a plane and fly to. California or somewhere super liberal and probably tell people all about Kai. <laughs> like you could poke some right. holes in that a little bit.
1: Wasn't it didn't in Mad Men. Um, was it Betty who joined a cult for a little bit and Don is it, was it Betty? I have to know. Sarah, she knows that by heart anyway. And they, anyway, but yeah, you have to basically to get out of a cult. Your family had to come kidnap you out of that cult.
0: <laughs> right. Which I guess is kind of what Ali was doing by infiltrating the cult to get Ivy. But the goal wasn't for Ivy. It was for Oz.
1: Right, and I just remembered—it's actually Roger Sterling's daughter. That's that's who. Mm, anyway. Okay. No spoiler. I mean, whatever. Like she's minor character. I feel like after
0: after a year, if you haven't caught up, it's on you if you get a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we um.
1: I, the last—I mean, I again, I I I just Sarah Paulson was killing it in this scene. It was just she was so great, and I actually I, we haven't mentioned her a lot, but I think Alison Pill did a great job too the shift in her where she's like you're not going to do shit it was awesome. It was this oh, I loved this it. It was so this good. scene
0: was terrific. This scene was terrific. There was a lot of really good scenes in this episode. And this was this was one of them where it was like I thought this scene in the scene with Kai and um Sarah Paulson or Evan Peters and Sarah Paulson at the dinner table at the end were mm-hmm. both felt like dueling acting. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like Yeah. It, I felt like yeah, it was it was top notch, um, and I love this the line at the end where she was like, you know, I have two things I wanted in this world. I wanted Oz to all to myself, and I wanted to watch you die. It I was love pretty, that. It's, it's so cool. It was it was badass. Yeah. Kind of building to the end here. We we have no wait, know, and she
1: also and she finishes. Wait, she finishes with halfway home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so good. Oh, I love it was, it was good. Hmm. And which, uh, which is so funny because I honestly feel like Three episodes ago if Ivy had killed Allie I probably would have felt this way about That and so yeah. it's pretty incredible That they turned us around in such a short Spend of time and, so, and,
1: and Angela Bassett Does a great job directing this with like Focusing on you know Chekhov's gun Type of a thing the wine and then The, and then the empty plate uh, The bowl the well like I, you said I, you're like is, guessing
0: Like has it how's what's the what's the thing That's going to kill what's it's happening here yeah, it's good. It was all good. Well done ladies. Mhm. Jim Jones' story is continue like I thought this was a, like a somewhat interesting theme where you like have the basically the fantastical fa- or fantastical take on the Jim Jones story where like Jesus yeah. comes down and he sh- you know shot Or back or at the slumber party, yes. Or or he takes his own poison basically is what in in Evan Peters new version. And then uh, Oz is the one to call him out and he, <laughs> right. he gets Pissed as this Yeah, and that was kind of the scene where it's like, maybe Kai's not quite ready to be a dad yet. He doesn't quite have the patience for dissent. another way. reason why I think the, like
1: choosing to be a senator is kind of like a whimsical decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, it's, well, anyway. so did uh, when uh, when they sent Austin time out? Did he go into isolation like Beverly did? That's I. Th- that's a good question. I, I can't I don't remember recall exactly
1: what where he said to send him, but he said time out, so that's all I remember. I could see them like
0: having taken him up and like locking him in a bedroom him by, by him himself. Maybe they put him in the bedroom with all the bodies on the bed. Oh god. <laughs> Just to, like cower in the corner. Uh then of course there was like the big there's the big scene in which, you know, Allie goes to the clinic and finds out Kai's not the father and such a relief. I did note that one thing I thought would have been really f- entertaining here to connect worlds as if that she had looked at that photo and it had been a character from a different ahs season or even like from glee or something like how entertaining would that have been if it was a character from something else and you're like oh, i agree that would have been really person. funny yeah 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 so i missed, like, oppor- missed opportunity but
1: yeah but again sarah paulson does a good job in the scene with the uh, with the worker and she's like woman to woman like oh my gosh like i need this like my son's life depends on this and she hands her i'm assuming money um and then she looks at the photo and she's relieved it's not him uh and then uh, i love it like a switch flips and she's like all right now here's what you're gonna do for me next she's because i mean she's just she's a badass she is all set on her revenge in
0: this final scene, the, there were so many good lines. He can be a precocious little fucker. Which she says when she's talking yeah. about Oz, was was hilarious. And I, you know, I watched it on um, FX on demand or whatever, so it doesn't bleep any of that stuff out, which I, I think is effective. Uh, they talk about the origin, like why she named him Ozimandius, and I like how she talks about him being king of kings, but doesn't talk about the well fact set that his up. kingdom yep. crumbles. Mm-hmm.
1: Allie's playing uh, Kai's game right to
0: him. Did you think that Allie was? poisoning kai in this scene i didn't think he she was because that would be a
1: it's way too soon for something like that to happen b we've had the sort of the third poisoning or attempted poisoning or possible well, poisoning. So, yeah so like they're, they're not gonna do that now you're absolutely right
0: and that's that's a that, the better question is why didn't she poison kai in this scene i don't know i agree i agree that is the question what do you think so my thought is it was i think it's because she didn't have oz yet right the, Oz was still locked away in a closet somewhere, still guarded by the minions. And she needs her ha- kid first. And if she killed Kai, it would be awful hard to extract him from that, right? Right. There'd be possibility of something dangerous happening to him. I think this—the goal here was to get Kai to—and that's what, I think that's why she made Kai the father. Was to protect. Was to protect Oz, right? And then exactly. it's also That's I think I it also too. and I think it starts as a method to protect Oz and then it's also a method to protect yourself too because she says like, you know, a Messiah needs a mother and a father. Him. Yeah. So like even though you see that look Which, on her face at the end when they do the group hug. Yeah. Yeah. Like and also like
1: the real Allie would never say she needs or he needs a mother and a father. She like like you know, no. Hell no. She voted for Jill Stein. She wouldn't she doesn't think that.
0: <laughs> I think that the new Allie would say all she needs is One mother, no second, no other parent, just a single fucking mother who's badass. Mm -hmm. And then of course we see, I thought it was, uh, it was entertaining to end on the scene where like you see the, the room where the parents are has just become like the body room and you've got Ivy in there. You've got Vince thrown on the bed.
1: I like that when they try to bring him in, um, I think he's like, no, family's uh, the bed's for family. And they put her, they put Ivy on the ground.
0: I thought this this episode did in my opinion a very good job of balancing like really funny moments with such like well-acted suspenseful scenes i'm totally on board um yeah in my review section the first thing i wrote was fuck that was a fun episode yeah i so do you want to talk about it first or should i dive in in terms of review um i can yeah so i'll go i can go first um
1: I really liked this episode too. For me, as I mentioned, the, 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 the winning scene was hands down Ally and Ivy's uh, pasta dinner. It was just so great, well acted, kind of coming full circle to see one character completely like blossom into who they're going to be for the remaining two episodes. Um, and also to see both of them get real not like tears like i wanted to do this and i'm sorry about this and that it was them being like cutting through the bullshit and saying like i wanted you i want i want revenge i want to see you dead and then her and i i have be like you'll never do anything you never did anything you never will oh and she's like i already did oh it's just so great so that really elevates the, the episode for me all the flashbacks in the beginning to be fair or to be frank like they were kind of not that cool for me i liked it it was fine i know this is a thing that american horror story does it does feel better uh the way they went into those as opposed to how they do these side stories and these weird um flashbacks like you said in the past and previous seasons so this one felt better um did it do a lot for me it was fun and it made it fun you know the whole community theater jesus um high-fiving jim jones part of it was kind of silly to me but again this is american horror story so there's gonna be some of that campiness in there anyway all in all i really liked it a lot i i give this episode 4.25 four and a quarter
0: that might be your highest of of
1: the season it is my highest score i checked i've given a lot of four like because the middle of this season has been like really strong i thought because the beginning kind of sucked and then it actually got into its groove and i think you and i both have like in the middle really appreciated
0: where what they're building what do you so? What do you give it? A couple things here. Um, I, I feel like this episode had something for everybody. I feel like there's you know people have said this doesn't feel like American Horror Story. You don't have kind of a, the, you know, and I think it is trying to do something new this season a little bit in terms of tone. But I feel like this season had like there was hints of the campiness with the flashbacks. But I felt like the flashbacks it was they kept them short, which I thought was good, and they used yes, them as a storytelling agreed. device. To convey, I think more about Kai's philosophy in terms of thing, like the theme of the episode being loyalty and all that kind of stuff, and like him, you know, he seems a little bit obsessed now with messiah messianic things. So I, I felt like it had a storytelling purpose, but it wasn't over overly. It didn't go on and on in an obnoxious fashion. I thought the acting was on point um, from from Evan Peters, from Sarah Paulson, from Allison Pill. I thought Adina Porter's breakdown in the Kool Aid scene was Great. like incredible, incredibly acted, and the directing was was killer too. Uh, I you know I saw things coming, but I didn't care that I saw some of the things coming. We're used to that now because we're so good at our jobs. <laughs> That's right. I, I honestly i I was all about. I thought this episode was one was really good too. I'm gonna give it a four and a half which is, Woo! I think it's, it's pretty damn high for me, but this episode had a little bit of like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it overall as an experience through and through. That's so, four great. And that's, so that's a that's pretty solid eight, eight and three quarters for this season. So I feel good about, I feel good about where I'm hopeful of where the season could end building up through this. Uh, before we talk about the preview for next episode, a couple key things. I want to ask you some, some things. Um, Acting MVP of this... Se- who's, you- who's your MVP of this season so far? Is it Evan Peters? Is it Sarah Paulson for the transformation she's done? Is it... Uh, you it's know hard. Is it, um, Adina Porter? Adina is it, you know? Porter. Is it Billy it's Adler and really- kind of what he brought to the table with Harrison? I'm getting a fill-up. Um, I would say
1: it would be... Right now, I would say Evan Peters. Thank you. I would say Evan Peters, just because I like I like where Allie's going, but we haven't had enough of that yet. Um, mm-hmm. So I know I think by the end of this season, it could be Sarah Paulson, uh, which is no big surprise because she's amazing. But Evan finally has a good character, again, that he's really dug into. Um, that being said, and I don't think it's because her acting chops are stretched or, or exercised too much, but it's just because I love her and I think she's awesome and she, she's a great actress, um, maybe not like Sarah Paulson in like w- winning an Emmy, but I just love her is um, Billy Lord. I, she's so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like winter's she, awesome. She's been, they've all really done fun. really good she's, though.
0: She's been a great Edition. addition. Yeah. Every, I feel like everybody's been a I think if right. I, it's, 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 it's tough. I feel like there's been a lot of solid acting this season. And I agree with you that. I feel like this turn for Allie has been really fun and seeing where it started and where it came from. I think it's possible for her to slide into the first position but I am I agree with you that I'm really happy to see Evan Peters in a new exciting role and he's got to be my MVP. I guess if I was going to give maybe a best supporting actor, I think Billy Eichner was a really fun. I think I would cho- I thought I I like Winter a lot too, but I thought Billy Eichner's character was really entertaining.
1: Yeah. And I liked Meadow also. Him and Meadow together were funny.
0: They were they were funny and I thought he did a great job too. So I there's been a lot of great characters but I agree with you that I think this is this is kind of the season was like Evan Peters' season. Clearly, that was like the thought that went through. We should have Aaron at the end of Renner. this
1: season and for future um, American Horror Story seasons, we should have like you know our like you know for like the NBA like Defensive Player of the Year, um, <laughs> um, MVP, uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Best oh, Sixth that's man. a really that's we a really fun idea. I'm gonna Just I'm gonna that.
0: draft that up and we will definitely do that in yeah, our yeah, yeah. concluding episode. That's a great idea.
1: And we can actually go back and do a, a older seasons too at some point.
0: Yeah. That's a really good idea. Um, yeah. when, so we're building up to um, where so the question is: Where the hell is this all going? I agree. Right? I, I, we same, we, I we still this episode have this got question. yeah. So we got eight and three quarters bottles of rosé uh, for this episode. But the question that's left with two episodes remaining is: Where the hell is this going? So I'm going to quickfire ask you: Where oh are boy. these? What's going to happen to these characters? Come up with anything. Where, what's going to happen to Gary?
1: Gary's gonna live and he's gonna end up like working back at the grocery store.
0: Ooh. I think I disagree. I think Gary's gonna die. I think Gary's gonna go out in some blaze of glory. That's my my theory. What's gonna happen to Beverly?
1: Oh I feel like Beverly's gonna become like Atlanta Winters type thing and like get a talk show maybe or become Ooh, she's gonna be a survivor. That's a really good idea.
0: Yeah, that would be fun if like she went back to news and became really famous, and like you don't ever know what like terrible shit she did.
1: Yeah, or she gets really famous because she escaped a cult, and then that's like kind of like Lana Winters or Lana Winters did with you know the asylum. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm also choosing. I'm not cho- like I can say that dead, dead, dead. But I kind of want to like if they do survive, where would they be? Um, but I can see. I, I absolutely could see all of these people dying, with the exception of
0: Sarah Paulson, which who you might ask about mm-hmm. Allie. Well, yeah, but I'm saving her and Kai for last. What's going to happen to Oz? Oz will
1: become a serial killer of a future season of American Horror Story, as we predicted
0: early on, because his parenting has been so fucked up. Absolutely agree. Maybe he'll team up with Tate's son, and they'll be like a serial killer duo or something. (laughs) Um, Winter, the X Factor. This is is probably the toughest question of all of them. It's like, whose side is she on?
1: And that, and that's what the telltale will be like, who do you think, um, like where she ends up is kind of like who you in the current moment, see where her loyalties lie. I think she ultimately does have loyalty to like the feminist, um, um, you know, philosophy. So I see her going down more of a, like seeing her be like the n- next, like Jill Stein or something. <laughs> I could see but that, but really more like uh, going to politics and being like like a Hillary, not not a Hillary Clinton, but maybe more like a, um, I don't know, Elizabeth Warren or something.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to bring for my prediction. Well, this is just this isn't. Oh long yeah, you term, do, do, do years, just for yeah, the end yeah, of, of the season. So I think that with I'm, Winter Kai and Ali, here's my prediction of what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, th- this season has been hot on red herrings. I think. With some of the characters, thinking there's more to some of the characters than the others. Right now, the way it's seeming like it's trending is you're thinking, oh, Ali is going to one up Kai in the end. I don't think right. that's going to happen. I think Winter, mm-hmm. I think I think maybe Ali even dies at the end of next episode. I think that Winter is going to be the one that kills Kai in the end. I think Kai's going to die. I like that idea. Because I think it's Ali Someone's going to finally tip it she, where she kills yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And maybe she somehow, like you said, maybe she becomes a politician after that somehow. And maybe but I think, Ali and winter end up together <laughs> maybe Allie, yeah maybe ali survives and they end up together i could see Allie almost killing kai then kai killing Allie somehow and then yep. winter killing kai that's like, that's yeah. kind of
1: my prediction I, I think that's a that's a strong um, possibility good job
0: yeah do you have any other predictions on kai and Allie, or is that kind of where you're at too
1: um i think kai will die ultimately um i like the idea of meadow or sorry winter I've done that all season, and I don't know why. I, like Meadow's been dead forever, but um, I, I agree. I think it's more uh, significant if Kai dies by the hands of Winter, who has trusted him from their first pinky promise pinky power. session, pinky power, than um, than anyone else. So, and and Allie, I think she might die, but she'll save Ozzy in 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 some form, so he does live, and then Allie will died in that process which kind of sucks Great. because they were kind of a no- i mean they weren't normal yeah. but they weren't anyway it doesn't matter uh but i th- i like yours I, I like yours yeah i think mm-hmm. that i i kind of i want to hitch my
0: wagon to that theory yeah i we'll see but if yeah any other theories feel free to throw them up on facebook people we can keep uh keep the conversation going <clears throat> Our preview for next week is uh, Charles Manson in charge. We're getting some of these '80s movie, '80s TV shows references, I guess. Um, what I wrote down for this—did you see the preview? I did. Yes. What I wrote down for this is everyone is crying and screaming, and Frances Conroy returns. Yeah, we like, <laughs> I oh like, yeah, forgot <laughs>
1: she was she she was in one episode, and then we saw that. You know, her, she was possibly in cahoots with um, Kai, and then we haven't seen her since. <laughs> that was three episodes ago. Well, I'm gl-
0: ago. I'm glad she's back because that's a loose end that needs to be tied up, so we can see what happens there. Yeah, where uh, the fuck and has I, she been? Yeah, that's a good question. I hope we, we find learn. out. And you know, what the hell's going on with like, what's the idea behind the Charles Manson reference? I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm assuming um, whether we're they do another see... flashback or
1: yeah, yeah, we'll see Sharon Tate probably if they do a flashback.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I feel like we're on a strong path. <laughs> I'm optimistic. Yeah.
1: Don't let it slip what? yet or now. We've got us on a good spot, American Horror Story writers.
0: Uh, fingers crossed. Two left, folks. That's thing, exciting and sad.
1: The, the only other thing, you know, and you talked about this earlier, is a lot of people bringing in that, like, oh, it doesn't feel like American Horror Story, or oh, it's, you know, it's a little different. And that happened a lot with Roanoke as well um Mm -hmm. you know it was the lady gaga season hotel was kind of the last like crazy you know thing can't be but this this is this is in its seventh season that is a really long running show and yeah like like um it has been going down in viewership as tv shows tend to do after a long time so you got to mix it up and try new and, and and funky things and i i loved roanoke as you know um and i think some people loved it, some people hated it because it wasn't as crazy or weird. This is kind of in the same vein. The season is kind of in the same vein as Roanoke in the sense of trying to um, do something that's not just silly, campy craziness, um, but really like dig into something that... Let's get experimental and do weird stuff in Season 7. I, don't, I, I know eventually we're going to have to talk about what our predictions are for where Season 8 is going to take us.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that I've... I mean, we'll... We'll have to talk about maybe our well. We'll save that for the the final episode yeah. is where we always discuss where we think things are going. Um, right. We'll have to think think back. I have a fun idea that I I think would be unique that is something they could try, but I don't know that they've given any indication that this is like. I'm excited. Back. But
1: me too. I've been thinking uh, about
0: this. Yeah, it'll be a fun discussion for sure. Uh, I think that I think you're right though. I think that this season had like I've appreciated what they've done with it and like. Seeing where it's come in this episode, I feel honestly we'll have to see how it ends because that's very it's very dependent on the rest of these loose ends being tied up in a set tied up in a satisfying way. I could see this displacing at least Asylum in second for me. I think. Oh wow! Murder House is a top would be a top, and that's been those have been my top two for six seasons so far. Yeah, wow, so we'll have that's to see. awesome. Um, That'd be huge. who knows maybe I mean, I'm, maybe it'll yeah. challenge the throne. We will see. We'll see how they yeah, finish it up. So, um, that's right. <laughs> Anyway, no folks, uh, between now and uh, next week's episode, second, second to last, second, yeah, second to last. Um, as always, you can catch us on Facebook at This American Horror Story, as well as on Gmail, uh, and uh, rate us, review us on iTunes. We really appreciate you listening. What a fun season, guys! Thanks for joining us and uh, chatting about it. We appreciate it. Chris, working people find you between now and Tuesday?
1: On the Tweezy and the Insteezy. Do people still do that? No. No. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, Tyler's shaking his head. (laughs) No, dude, shut up. Uh, At Chris Husted, Chris with a K. What about you, TJMoss11?
0: You can find me at TJMoss11. All right, folks, have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy huntings.